Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We were just talking about one other part of the Alabama-Michigan game. Ben Standing is with us. Ben, of course, writes for The Athletic. You should subscribe. You can follow Ben on Twitter at Ben Standing. And... You can listen to his podcast called Standing Room Only. You can get it wherever you get a, a podcast. First of all, Happy New Year to you. Likewise. Thank you uh, for that. Happy New Year to you as well. I don't want to bury the lead. Is there, uh, is there any news on the quarterback for the Cowboy game? There is not. We uh, just came up from practice, and there was no real indication of anything, and R- Ron Rivera is going to talk to us when practice is over, and that's when they will make a formal announcement. So what are you expecting? Uh, Taylor Heineke? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Sam Howell, I guess. I mean, I don't, you know, you know, if Brissette didn't play last week, I don't know what would be the point of going back to him now, considering, you know, Howell wasn't lights out, but he was, you know, he wasn't looking as panicked or as, uh, you know, pressing as he was in some of those earlier games. Certainly the Jake Fromm thing would be interesting on multiple levels, including, I would argue, is there any chance he could be the backup next year if, you know, things go a certain way or the third, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I would assume Sam Howell would be my best guess. 
All right, I'm going to come back to Jake Fromm and just, you know, the idea of organizationally how they should be thinking about this game in a moment. But I mentioned, first of all, did you get a chance to watch both of the semifinal games on New Year's night? You did because uh, you were texting me during you, – you bet both of the teams that I suggested that you bet, uh, Michigan and Texas, which means you were one and one like I was. Yes, that is a, that is a fair assessment. You also, for whatever reason, got confused and thought my smell test gave out Dallas when it gave out Detroit on Saturday night. You got uh, it. Yeah, I was under the weather last week, and uh, you know it was a. D, I knew it was a team with a D. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I, look, I. Yeah. I got to take this way. You got to write these things down. You can't just right. try to memorize everything. So Denton and I just talked about the two games, and I'll ask you about Penix Jr. here in a moment, but. Um, at the end of the Michigan-Alabama regulation, the punt that got muffed by the backup punt returner after the starting punt returner had muffed one earlier in the game, uh, first of all, is an amazing play. To muff the punt, the ball goes towards the end zone. There are multiple Alabama punt coverage guys bearing down on him, and he's able to pick it up, hold on to it, and stay at it years in pro or college. What in God's name line was he doing? Putting McCarthy in shotgun and handing the ball off to Blake Corum on first down. He got out of the end zone. He gained a yard to the two-yard line. But that was a quick knee, and if there's no room to take a knee, you just snap it under center and have McCarthy push his way forward and fall down and take a knee. He snapped it into the end zone and handed the ball off to Blake Corum against Alabama. That would have been an unbelievable ending had they tackled him for a safety. Now, he's really good, understood. But I wanted to say that was a crazy uh, way to end that game. Uh, what did you think of those two games and Penix Jr. in particular? Yeah, no, those were, you know, th- th- that was the thing, I think, about the, the playoffs this year and why, you know, the Florida State discussion and then, you know, Georgia – you know, I think it was arguably still the best team in the country, but they weren't going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, Ohio State only had one loss. But it really felt like a really – there were a lot of teams at the top, and you could have, you know, jumbled them up in any way and had justification for putting them in. It wasn't – didn't feel like there was, like, one dominant uh, team. Uh, I, I, I made an analogy on Twitter. If Alabama had won with that team, it would have felt like when that year that Duke won the national title with Kyle Singler as their best player. Like, Against come on, Butler. The, yeah, this can't be the team. Come on. Um, but in terms of the other game, you know, there's definitely this vibe about Washington this year for sure. You know, when we were out there for the Seahawks game, I went to um, the Washington-Utah uh, game, and you know that that stadium was great. You could feel the you could feel something was brewing there. And you know, as far as Penix, you know, the, the lefty thing is always weird. It always looks odd, and I think that always sort of lowers the view on all some of these guys. Um, and, you know, when I watched him that day in Washington, they're at their home game. I was like, all right, look, I get it. I, I, I see the intrigue. But, you know, he's kind of, you know, felt a little uh, a little erratic. Felt, felt like a little more of like a college quarterback than a guy I'm thinking in the first round. But, but that was not the case on um, uh, against uh, Texas. He was – I mean, the throws were just unbelievable, this constant pinpoint accuracy. He's obviously mobile as well. You know, my sense was that he was sort of a early second round guy, and I guess, and, and it's in part because he's had knee injuries. 
he's a bit older than some of these guys coming out. So there's some that that may not change regardless of the performance, but I think you now have to consider him somewhere around, I would think, unless, like I said, the knee or some other factors just have scouts saying, nah, that's, that's, that's too high. The older thing with quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't personally understand at all. I mean, most of them don't hit their prime until late 20s, and the number of opt-outs was disgraceful. Uh, they lost 63-3 to to Georgia. Um, I did not. I thought the committee did what they were supposed to do. If you didn't like what the committee did, then change the criteria for the committee. And that's fair. That's fine. You know, a Power 5 team or moving forward, a Power 4 team that's undefeated, you know, should, should, should have been in regardless of the injuries. But the injuries were a factor, and they were supposed to be a factor. They were part of the criteria used to select Bama over Florida State. Florida State lost to Georgia 63-3. to It's the largest margin of, of victory in bowl history. They had a bunch of opt-outs, including Tate Rotemaker, the backup quarterback who didn't play in the ACC championship game but played against Florida. And then Norville, the head coach afterwards, talked about the hurt, you know, the hurt and, you know, the the way it ended and the way they were robbed and guys just couldn't come off that hurt. Well, it's your job as the head coach to teach him some life lessons because you face adversity and you get robbed or rooked sometimes, at least in your own mind, and you don't quit. And I understand the opt-outs in these bowl games, but in their particular situation, as unique as it was, for all of those players to opt out, okay, whatever, quitting. But for the coach to acknowledge that it's because they were hurt and it was you know, not necessarily their fault that they lost by that many, enough of that. I mean, they bellyached. I mean, they were suing everybody or threatening to sue everybody. Everybody in that state was. They lost by 60. Um, anyway, Denton, Denton, what did you say about this on your show? Well, I, I, didn't, um, I didn't have a show this weekend. Okay. Did, what did you think about that performance? Um, oh, oh, sorry, which one? That's all right. You weren't listening. We'll move on. No, I'm sorry. I had someone, someone came in here and talk, was talking. That's fine. Um, ben, I mean – Florida State, the, all of the, the controversy over it, I don't know. If I were the coach, I would have said, guys, we got we, we got to play this game. I need some of you to show up for this game. We can't quit. We can't bail. We can't use this as an excuse to get run out of the building. I don't know. Didn't, yeah, didn't I, like the look for Florida like, State personally. I think a lot of times, like, you know, when you look at these kinds of stories, do I think Florida State got screwed? Yeah, I, I, I do. I understand why they put it in Alabama, but okay, they got screwed. But like you said, you move on. Georgia arguably is – well, not arguably. Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. They didn't get in, and then they came out and won 63-3. to So they got over their anguish, pain, whatever you got. I know it's not the exact same thing, but, you know, they certainly, certainly felt they could get there. But I also just think as like a society, we have this deal that like we see the immediate thing that sounds like is the primary issue, i.e. Florida State – got screwed and then everybody whines and belly aches and bemoans the situation so much that they go to the victim card and take a, for instance, the lot, the Detroit lions here, did they get screwed by the refs with that two point conversion? Sure. But they tried to be cute. Yeah. It worked. It worked against them because they, you know, like why, like even if you're Dan Campbell's telling the refs in advance, 
what the play is. What, it's not the ref's obligation to help the Lions snooker the Cowboys. And then he's so emotional about it, he doesn't kick the extra point to go to overtime. Oh, my God, the from eight. the eight-yard line. Right, like, what was that? Like, so, like, they easily they still could have won the game. The game was not decided. I mean, yes, again, they got hosed, but the game wasn't decided because they didn't miss the subsequent two. It was because he didn't take the extra point. So, you know, and now, like, a few days later, we're starting to hear people go, well, you know, actually, dot, dot, dot. So I think this is what happens. Just in Florida State's case, like you said, I guess they just need to get over it in the Lions' case. You know, they got to get back on the horse quick. They got a game this week, and then the playoffs are right there. So, um, yeah, we'll see how they do. I'm glad you mentioned that game because we hadn't talked about it, and I had it on my list of things to talk about. But real quickly, you know, the, the Bo Nix had an incredibly disappointing Pac-12 championship game. And as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, and all they had to do was win to get into the playoff, uh, it was very disappointing for him. Uh, he decided to play in the bowl game, and he threw five touchdown passes in their route of liberty. I understand this opt-out conversation in recent years. is a you know It's a complicated conversation, and I've gotten to the point where those that are expecting millions of dollars in a draft position standpoint, putting that at risk for a meaningless bowl game is... is I'm okay with it. I've, I've come to grips with that being okay. But in the Florida State case, you had a lot of players opting out that aren't going to be pros. And for the coach to say, well, we were hurt, I, there, you face adversity, you get robbed in your own mind, you come back and you fight and you compete. And that team laid down as, an abs- as a program. I thought it was disgraceful, the entire uh, that, uh, that entire game. Now, you're 100% right, or at least I agree with you. And and that is Detroit was too cutesy with that, okay? And the NFL put out uh, this memo to all 32 teams, um, you know, telling people the player that's reporting as the eligible player has to completely and without any question go to the referee and let them know. And Taylor Decker went over in that direction, but they were trying a lot of sleight of hand with Skipper and another player in that general area, and Skipper had already reported as eligible multiple times. So even though I think Brad Allen blew it because he got the wrong guy, I think Detroit, deserve, you know, on some level, put him in position to blow it by being too cute and trying to be too deceptive. And then to your point, Dan Campbell after the penalty, goes for two from the eight-yard line. The analytics can't possibly say that it's that the it's the right thing to do to go for two down by one with, by the way, still, what, 23 seconds left in the game from the eight-yard line. He was so emotional and so pissed off. He's like, blank them. We're going to throw it into the end zone this time anyway. And they didn't. They threw a pick, but Micah Parsons was offsides. So they got a third shot, and they missed. That game should have been in overtime after that play at 20-20. to No doubt. No doubt about that. Um, back to Washington. Is there any chance Jake Fromm starts the game Sunday? Uh, a. B. Do you think there should be a chance that he starts the game Sunday? Well, I'll answer B first and say yes. I think there should be a chance because, you know, this we we know what's at stake in terms of the draft pick, and you know I'm not saying you know Jake Fromm automatically means they get they lose, but he obviously hasn't been playing for a reason. So yeah, your their chances of losing increase, and 
you know, I, I, again, I don't really see any point in going to Brissett. And the only argument for how would be just sort of staying status quo and give him another game, which is fine. But, you know, th- at this point, you know, the narrative is no longer – it's about the season about developing the young quarterback. The narrative is week 18 is about not winning. So, I mean, I, to me, this would be – I would go with – I would probably lean towards Fromm, but, you know, if they go Hal, I, I understand. Do you think there's any – do you think the delay in announcing this might have something to do with Josh Harris' ownership and conversations with Ron Rivera about how to handle this game, and maybe there's some disagreement over it? I'm, I, I know nothing. I'm just saying, typically on Wednesdays, you get the quarterback, the starting quarterback, to, to talk before practice, right? Yeah, not, not only that, he comes into the media locker room, which – doesn't necessarily mean anything, but another sort of difference. I mean, things are getting a little bit different here down the stretch of the season. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, as we know what happened last year, right? The obvious move was to start Sam Howe in the last game, and yet that wasn't the initial thought. They were going to go to Heineke, and we know how that turned out eventually. So, I don't know. Is it conceivable that Rivera doesn't have, um, the, you know, has has the right – thought here I mean, who knows maybe he's thinking they should go back to Brissett. i have no idea um so look i mean like you know it's it, it's it's commendable that josh harris didn't stick his nose into the situation all year because he was you know learning the league and, and everything else this is now the, the moment to do it if you're going to do it if there's any sense of anything happening that isn't just about you know for the uh for the sake of the organization and i would imagine you know, do I think, like, say we see Kendall Fuller this week? Yeah, I would guess not. He didn't play last week. I'm not sure why the guy who's a free agent is going to – he's had some knee issues. Why he's out there. Could there be other guys? You know, does John Allen play less? What about – you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, this is a game where, hey, we want to see our young guys. <laughs> we want to see some of these guys who have been playing. And, obviously, in the back of everybody's head should be, you know, we cannot justify winning this game uh, for the sake of the organization. I mean, do you have any uh, thought that I that I just expressed that maybe there's a bit of a disagreement or tussle? Look, I, I think this is where ownership has to actually be involved. Uh, we want to see we want to see a lot of young players. We want to see these players who haven't had an opportunity to play. Look, the, the good news for Washington is they're playing a Dallas team that has to win. Uh, and they probably can't beat Dallas even if they tried their best organizationally to win the game. But things happen in the NFL, and there's a better chance of beating the Cowboys on Sunday than there was against the Niners, and they were competitive against the Niners in the first half. But I wonder, I mean, real quickly, because I've got 30 seconds, any chance that maybe Ron's saying in my final game, I'm going to try to beat the Cowboys. And Josh Harris is saying, I'd like to see Jake Fromm and a bunch of backups and practice squad players play against the Cowboys so we have some stuff to look at on tape when the season's over. Right. I don't have. I don't know that there's like a disagreement per se. I can imagine Ron Rivera, by his nature, wants to win this game. He talked yesterday about this being a you know, historic rivalry. And I, I would also add that, independent of it, who, what's going on, we know how these division games go. Yeah, you know the, the year that exactly. the, 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 the Washington was like undefeated. A year they went to the Super Bowl. Dallas came in with like oh, yeah, especially were, in this they, series. They were, yeah, yeah. And Dallas came in with a terrible team, but like I think it was like a rookie Troy Aikman and won or whatever. So yeah, uh, anything can happen. So yes, like, you have to be cautious of, of that aspect. All right, um, I will talk to you on Friday. Thanks.
See you, man. Uh, ben Standing, everybody. We are done for the day. Busy day. We covered a lot of things and didn't get to some of those things. And some of the things we didn't get to, we'll get to tomorrow. So join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. But stay tuned. Up next, Chris and Doc. It's been the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.